0: Welcome to episode 34 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins,
1: Editor-in-Chief at Fandles. Uh My name is Jakai Mikkelsen, creative designer, person, and also independent
2: filmmaker.
0: And we have a very special guest with us today. Mr. Chen is with us.
2: What's going on, everybody? It's an honor, a huge honor to be here with you guys on Atlas. I'm a listener, I'm a fan, and now I get to participate, so thank you very much.
1: Uh, we're very excited to have you here.
0: Good. We're the honored ones. We we have like a seasoned professional now on our show, so.
2: Uh, oh, you, awesome. you you guys keep thinking that I've got you fooled.
0: <laughs>
1: There's just a lot of honor between the three of us, which is which is a good start. That's that's magical.
0: It is. It's a solid start.
2: Everybody wins.
0: Right. <laughs> well, Ming and I are coming to you guys from Nashville. We actually road tripped up here today with Kia, um, in their new Optima our 2017 Optima. Which was an incredibly smooth ride.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I fell asleep multiple times. <laughs> uh, the ladies did all the driving. I, I kept my bad agent driving in the back seat. So thank you guys.
0: <laughs> it was great. It's um, it's funny going from like a '96 Rav4 to like a modern day car. I, I didn't understand, like, any of the things the car did just because it seemed like something out of the future. It's truly, totally,
1: You know, it's funny. I I drive a 2004 runner, and I love the fact that somehow you and I have a car similarity, and I've had the same experience when I get into newer cars. I'm like, what was wrong with just putting a key in and turning it? Now you've got buttons. It's so magical, this, this era of automobile.
0: It is. It is. I literally didn't know how to turn on the car when I got in it or turn it <laughs> off or do anything else.
2: Very yeah, you, you should know this by now, though. All this, all this technology is all uh, pop culture inspired. You know, you know. It looks like the cockpit of an X-wing. You know, you should be able. don't to blow up the Death Star. This is true.
0: This is true. <laughs> I mean, I found the important things: the seat warmer and seat cooler, obviously the most important things. The volume button for the radio, and I think that's pretty much all I know how to do in there. But it does a bunch of other stuff too. It's a really nice. cool car.
2: Everything else is automatic though. Uh, I had a lot of blind spot detection, and you know if you veered off from the lines, stay on target, Emma. Stay on target.
0: <laughs> it does. It beeps at you if you like get near the lines on either side, which was kind of weird. And I I tend to hug like one side or the other when I drive, and it just kept beeping at me. So it's a good reminder that I need to drive in the center of my lane, and <laughs> not the side of my lane.
2: It really is. I was your R two D two in the back, <laughs> like you you were doing the canyon run. You were doing you were totally doing the canyon run, just. <laughs> Just bullseye those womp rats. That's it. Done. It's perfect.
1: The womp rats got to go, man. They got to go.
0: So true. Um, we have a fun night planned, though. We're at the Lows now, and we're going to head out um, for dinner and drinks and then some sort of musical activity, and then I'm hoping one of the speakeasies that Ming has been talking about for the last few days. Oh,
2: oh I got a whole list. I hope uh, I hope your liver is ready.
0: <laughs> it's ready. Right. It's been training for this. And then um, we have a day of activities tomorrow. We're going to a vineyard, um, more awesome food, the pancake pantry, pancake pantry.
1: Alliteration is fun.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's uh, that's our Nashville trip. We're up here through Wednesday morning, and then we head back to get into Thanksgiving mode for everything. So coming right off of Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. And that was awesome this weekend. Um, yeah, where to start with that? <laughs> yeah. we, uh we did so many awesome interviews, one of which we have for this week's podcast with Sean Gunn talking about Gilmore Girls, which, of course, uh, premieres this Friday on Netflix. And we get to finally hear the final four words that were destined for that series in the original run that we didn't get to see. Um, I've talked about that a bunch on this podcast, so I won't rehash how excited (laughs) I am for that, but I'm super excited.
1: Are you afraid of that not being good, Emma? Is there any part of you that's like, oh no, what if it's not good? Or are you just it's going to be good and there's no question about it?
0: I mean, it's going to be good no matter what because Amy Sherman Palladino is a genius and I don't think she knows how to to do something that's not genius. Alright. So I'm not really worried about it, but I am worried about it being over-over and, like, no potential hope for anything in the future. I I asked um, Milo who played Jess on the show, um, if there was a chance of maybe the the series coming back for, like, another four episodes later, and he said, never say never, but uh, I don't think it's something that's probably in the cards after Amy ends it with the final four words that she wants to end it with, so I'm just afraid of it being over.
2: Yeah, but if it gets uh, huge ratings... Yeah, and it's, it's everything that it's the only thing everybody's talking about. Um, it'll it'll come back. The audience will. I think the audience will ultimately decide.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed, man. I would love to have Gilmore Girls back in my my life, even on a yearly basis. Doesn't have to be weekly. I'll accept. <laughs> I'll accept yearly.
1: That's nice. Just a year. That'd be kind of fun. A yearly series for the rest.
0: It would your, be. Yeah, just every year, four, four episodes. episodes. The they're going to do are, are each a season. So it's kind of a year in the life of Gilmore Girls. I actually think that's the name of it a year in the life um, of the kind of subtitle of the series because you go through each of the four seasons. So yeah, you could totally do it like that. Anyways, enough about Gilmore <laughs> Girls and my obsession. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Let's talk Fan Fest, um, Ming. How was it for you this
2: weekend? It was amazing. I love they they always run such a great show. They always take care of us. But for me, it's always great seeing the the cast members of uh, a lot of my favorite TV shows. And uh, I, I wasn't alone. A lot of people came out. A lot of cosplayers. A lot of amazing cosplays. So that um, just a whole experience. So uh, it, it it these these cons uh, when they throw in, you know, usually over a weekend, it's the coolest party. In that yes. city, if not the country, at that time. So, and I get to be a part of it. So, I'm very lucky. And uh, you know, the city of of Atlanta always treats me well. Always.
0: We have such amazing restaurants, and I mean can't go wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's, just God, so many great places to eat. And I was we hung out on Friday, and it's Thursday, Thursday. When would you come in? I came out Thursday.
2: on Thursday. Yeah, I know. I know I we slurred. did so much, it all blended it's in been, together. A, but yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. You guys are lucky. You guys are lucky. <laughs> I, I would love to live in the ATO. Um, I, I think there, there are certain forces trying to get me over here. I'm one of them. On a more permanent basis. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> but,
1: we have a big, convenient airport, so just keep that in mind.
2: Yeah, I saw that. And, uh, you know, besides the city, a uh, great pop culture mecca, so uh, um. Uh, I've been to criminal records and uh, some of the other stores around there. Yeah. And uh yeah, just the fans are amazing, so I I love coming back here.
1: So I'm gonna, I'm going to ask a question just as a curious bystander because I know you go to a lot of like comic conventions everywhere. Is is um is Atlanta kind of the leader in cosplay? Cuz it seems like the shows that I've seen here compared to other shows, it seems like somehow they're better, but I don't have a ton of comparison experience. So I thought I'd just put you on the spot and ask.
2: Yeah, I think it is. I think Atlanta is the 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 leader in everything. I mean, if you add up heroes and villains, Walker Stalker, which happened two weeks ago, yeah. and Dragoncon, which was in um, in September, I think Atlanta's got the lead. Uh, I'll, I'll put it. I mean, you know, I'll put Atlanta neck and neck against San Diego and even New York. You know, you, you can you can debate me on that, but uh, I'll uh, I'll win that debate. <laughs>
3: nice.
1: No, I think uh, that's that's actually spectacular because you know I did, even when you say it, it's like oh yeah, I guess there have been three pretty damn big. Conventions all within, like, four months of one another. So, yeah, you can't be doing that bad if that's going on in your city.
0: And we have, um, I've never been to MomoCon, but that's a pretty big one, too. So there's there's a few other ones that happen throughout the year in Atlanta that are just huge, huge cosplay events. And at least for me and what I've seen with DragonCon, I don't think any other convention that I've been to compares to that one in terms of cosplay just because of the sheer number of people that come dressed up. Right. Um, but it is, we saw some great stuff this weekend. There were so many little girls dressed up as Wonder Woman, (laughs) Yeah, like little, like three and four year olds. And every time I see that, it just makes me so happy because it's the transition between like little girls dressing up as princesses to like little girls dressing up as like Wonder Woman. I love that.
2: Yeah, a little cooler, I think. Yeah, yeah
1: I, well, it was my biggest stress about having a girl. I, not, not because, you know, I was just so afraid of, like, friends bringing over pink toys and making her a princess. So I I, I echo the sentiment. Wonder Woman, much cooler than princesses. I said it.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm completely there with you. <laughs> you know, another thing that I think we have to note is that um, we met your, your little guy. We met Zax on Friday night.
1: That's right. I uh, like a, like classy parents that my wife and I are. We brought him out to Carrie's house for a party, and then he slept through it, which was awesome. <laughs> like we don't need a we don't need no stinking babysitter. We just take the baby to the party, which is not a tacky move at all, <laughs> not remotely.
4: He
0: was so precious. He was just asleep in a stroller, and oh my god, he was so cute.
2: I love it. You start start her off young, which is <laughs> yeah. start her off in the fandom young. So you're doing a great thing. You know, just as long as you don't confuse the formula for the wine or any of the other spirits rather. You're you're totally good. Well,
1: that's that's it is totally true. I, you know, and Mandy's got to like, you know, watch what she takes in because uh she she can't. She basically ends up just being a mixed cocktail after too much to drink, of course. So we have to keep our eyes on that. But I mean, who wouldn't want to drink a mixed cocktail out of a boob? I mean, really.
0: <laughs> that's fair.
2: I think you might be onto something here, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god. Well, not moving <laughs> yeah. Movie. Um,
1: heroes, 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 yeah.
0: So, uh, did do you have anything else notable going on this weekend? And if not, why weren't you at Heroes and Villains?
1: Oh, because uh, but you know, you like listen. <laughs> my house continues to be We we had our big going big night on Friday. That was pretty much the most epic night I've had in months outside of, you know, the house and everything else. So, uh, I know, I, like, I'm getting all my sleeves, all my sleeves, I'm getting, oh, yeah, sleeves. all two of my <laughs> sleeves, I'm going to get rolled up for uh, next year. I love it. So, look for one sleeve-rolled-up walking guy, because that'll be me.
2: Yeah, as a, as the thing goes up, baby steps, baby, baby steps. steps. Well played. That's
0: appropriate. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I do want to hop into some other stuff, because we have a lot of interviews for this week that are... Oh, okay. They're just awesome interviews. So um, let's jump right on into that with Sean Gunn talking about his role as Kirk in the Gilmore Girls revival, which again premieres November 25th, this coming Friday, Black Friday on Netflix. Um, I was actually at the reunion in Austin a couple of years ago. Yes. And it seemed like that's kind of where this all started.
5: Yes, I believe that's sort of true. Um, I, unfortunately, was not able to attend that reunion. I was one of the very few cast members that didn't make it um, uh, because I was shooting a movie at the time. Um, But, but yes, I've since spoken to Amy about it and Lauren, and it kind of seemed like that was where... Um, I, you know, fans had rumored it before that. People had asked the question, could it ever be done? And I think we all sort of thought, probably not. Right. You know, and then after the ATX Festival in Austin, I think everyone sort of went from saying probably not to probably so. You <laughs> know? And so, yeah, that's where the seed was uh, was planted.
0: That's cool. How were you first, like, approached about it? Was it Amy that came to you and said, hey, we're, we're talking with Netflix and this,
5: yeah. this could happen? Um, yeah, I actually had been just emailing back and forth with Amy as we do from time to time. And and she was pretty direct about, hey, are you in town and can you meet us for a drink? Um, I knew she wanted to talk about something. So, uh, so, yeah, we just sat down and she was kind of like, it looks like we, we, we think this is... Probably going to happen. What's your availability like? They knew that I was shooting Guardians Two at the same time, so I uh, had to do some had to do some scheduling uh, uh, maneuvering. But that's fine. <laughs> um, but I was so excited. It was like it was like yeah, this is great.
0: That's awesome. What do you think it is about the show that's like? resonated with fans because even at the reunion like 2,000 people in line like people were passing out in line like it's such a it's crazy yeah
5: I don't it's hard for me to put my finger on it because it does have a it it has an enthusiastic fan base in the same way that normally only like sci-fi type shows usually do or um, you know or genre shows of some kind and um, and I don't know what it is exactly I think it's I think it's some sense of community I think it's a, a sort of um, safe and contained world where you know the, the sort of landscape and and the town is a character as much as the as much as the characters are in some ways. Um, I think that really appeals to a lot of people. And then more than anything, just the idea of of having or desiring that sort of relationship with your parent, I think, right. is something that, or, or your child, is something that any of us can can relate to you know yeah yeah
0: what was it like going back after you know being a part of marvel now in these big enormous movies like going back into the the little town of stars hollow
5: well there i mean they they felt pretty equally enormous when i was shooting them both because there was so much (laughs) there was so much anticipation for gilmore girls that it still felt like a big project but i um you know going back and forth it's really just a mindset of um it's more an acting exercise and knowing how to get um into the right frame of mind to perform the job for each one um when you're doing them simultaneously but uh but the, the job itself doesn't really change i mean as an actor i'm a storyteller so that sort of stays true whether it's gilmore girls or guardians of the galaxy or whatever else
0: right was there anything that kind of surprised you about Kirk's story like going back into it where, where has he been for the last 10 years? Can you tease anything
5: Well Kirk has a pig now I don't know if you've heard that but that surprised me the trailer surprised me a little bit um, other than that, I was not surprised to discover that uh, Kirk has not changed a great deal <laughs> um, He is still emphatically Kirk so for better or for worse, I think we're sort of stuck with Kirk as he is.
0: I'm okay with that. Good. (laughs) Um, So obviously, I know you're not going to be able to talk about the last four words, but...
5: I don't know the last four words. You don't? No, I I specifically, because they weren't in the script, and I specifically have decided not to seek out what they are. I want to be surprised just like the fans are surprised.
0: So is it only like a whoever says it that's the only ones that know or was it just well now more people are green?
5: starting to know because that because it's i think the info is probably out there if you wanted to find it because you know now a bunch of reviewers have seen it and things like that right. so the the spoilers are are in the waters um but uh yeah uh yannick who plays michelle said to me at the premiere last night he said he said that that's crazy, right? About what the forwards are, and I was like, "Don't tell me, don't tell me." <laughs> so they the people know I just have decided not to be one of them for now.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, so, kind of looking at your your role as Kirk, what did you take away from that, and kind of bring into the rest of your career? What did you learn from that character and playing that role? That oh, you took I with love
5: you? I love that question. Um, I I, I, uh, I think that more than anything, I I I. I, I I sort of kept my eye on being very precise in my work. Um, when I just started acting professionally, a lot of times there's a pull from from um, classes that you take or being in training and things like that. When you're really encouraged to just sort of wing it and kind of be uh, kind of um, freestyle your your uh, your acting and be in the moment all the time and um and when i was doing gilmore girls i took a very sort of old school approach and was very uh tried to be very um meticulous with how i um how i timed things and my rhythm and stuff like that and so being able to rely on that and trust in that moving forward was a great um was a great skill for me to remember as an actor so for a very um I don't know if you were looking for a really egg-headed response to your question. No, there I love you go. Cuz I'm
0: I'm so fascinated still by the speed of the dialogue and mm-hmm. what that must have been like to yeah. to do that as
5: I think that's part of it is that it is that you it ends up being a um y- you know the style is very precise. Yeah. Um and so the speed of the dialogue that's a given circumstance. So you can't you know normally when you learn how to act a scene, you feel like you can take any of any time that you need right you know to let the scene breathe and however and however it needs to well with this show in this style you don't you don't have that you remove that element of having space and you have to still hit all the beats and you know hit the jokes where there are jokes hit the plot points where there are plot points and still do your job and tell a truthful story right with the get with the set of parameters that you can't uh you know you can't pause
0: right um
5: it's 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 very old school if you if you look go back and watch old film comedies like uh his girl friday or you know 20th century bringing a baby these old howard hawks movies and things like that that um that's the style that you'll see in those movies so it's not like it's a uh, um you know it's not like it's a new style but it is a throwback
0: right right what's your favorite gilmore girls fan moment
5: Fan moment, fan,
0: moment. fan I, interaction. I just
5: had a great moment in Germany, where I was walking through a mall, um, and these two German girls just kind of lost their minds over seeing me. And one of them like picked up my page on her phone, like she like Googled me, and she was pointing at me and saying in German, "You know, this is you. This is you." <laughs> and like they were almost weeping. It was like I was a beetle or something. Um, I don't really deserve that sort of attention, I don't think, but I was very grateful for it, and it was fun. Yeah, That's
0: awesome. Well, final question for you. Okay. Team Jess, Team Logan, Team Dean.
5: I'm Team Logan.
0: Team Logan, really? Yeah. I'm Team Jess.
5: I hear, I mean, Team Jess is the one you hear sort of most frequently. Um,
0: What's your argument for Logan?
5: My argument for Logan is that I just think he treated Rory as an equal better than the other two did um also Matt Zucre is the best kisser of the three so (laughs) um so I would say uh I would say Logan
0: I'm not gonna ask how you know that (laughs) thank you thank you so that was Sean talking about uh returning to the role of Kirk after being in kind of the the big Marvel space um Although he said that it was, it felt like it was a a big production too. There was there's so much hype behind this uh, this revival that I have to imagine it, it felt like a, a huge movie or something when they were actually filming it. But uh, Sean actually came out to an event with Ming and I this weekend too at a uh, masquerade wizard's ball.
2: Yeah, he did. Um, he, he Sean stopped me before I was going to the ball. I was like, "Hey, man, where's the party at tonight?" And I directed him over to the Masquerade. Uh, told, gave him a little brief history of the Masquerade. And uh, I didn't grow up in in Atlanta, but apparently, you know, it's a place that, that's touched a lot of people, maybe shaped a lot of people's lives. And he joined me over there. And uh, he asked, uh, he was asked if he would like to co judge with me. You know, we have, we have a Guardian of the Galaxy, and uh, and 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 a guy who saw Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> and uh, makes a living talking about it uh, on comic book men. So uh, yeah, that was that was a nice little surprise I think for the the people the the wizards and the witches, uh, at the Wizards Ball three.
0: That was awesome. It was such a cool event. Um, Mark of um puts on really great events, and of course, Fanbelt's going to be partnering with them a bunch next year. So we'll have more cool nerdy stuff coming down the lines. I think they have a bunch of Star Wars events next month, um, Bar Wars or Bar Crawl or. We'll figure out all of all of those events and let
2: you guys know about them. I, I swear, you guys do the Very coolest exciting. things in Atlanta, though. I, I hear so. <laughs> I, I hear. I looked at the schedule. So uh, the whole month of November was basically Harry Potter month. It was in preparation for Fantastic Beasts. I saw the pub crawls. Uh, uh, there was the the Wizard's Ball. Um, just all these all these great events, basically all month long. And now with Rogue One coming out next month, you're telling me it's Star Wars <laughs> it's month Star in Wars. Atlanta? Like, I why am I not why am I not in Atlanta? <laughs> exactly.
0: I'm just gonna keep asking you that question. <laughs> yeah, seriously, um, it's not a
1: bad question. We're in Atlanta, just pointing that out.
2: I, I probably the best reason to come. Seriously, <laughs> but I, I, again, like I, if you're not a geek, you know, it I it's such a it's such geek, such a geek-friendly environment there. It's great. I, I like. I wish. I wish I would just have one like one day. You guys have a whole month. It's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true it's true um and of course we had a project cosplay on thursday night too which was harry potter themed and that was awesome we missed you at that too jakai but it's okay
1: i know I, that that was uh that was i could go into detail on why i didn't make it to that one but we, we let's just skip ahead
0: <laughs>
2: okay Linda, you guys should start another podcast about why he didn't make it to all these events I and know. then we could we could dissect that i would totally <laughs> listen to that
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good it could, and maybe on my end I could just lay on a couch to get all these problems and issues off of my chest and I could just get advice <laughs> from Emma
2: oh yeah I've always be, I've, be... I've always called podcasting a free therapy I mean it definitely is for me I get to vent yeah. on you know why or I liked or didn't like something and I feel better at the end it's great and it saves some. life you know I will, I
1: will sign on yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. I I I'll, I'll also concur. So I maybe hopefully I'm not loading Emma up with issues. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of issues, I'm trying to think of a clever transition here. Um issues. Mm. Yeah, I got nothing. So box office review. <laughs> Um, Wow. You and I had a little bit of a bet and I'm glad I didn't finalize it because I think I would have, I would have really, it would have been bad. I would have lost. Oh no. Are you backing out? Yeah. Now I'm looking at the box office results. I'm backing out. Wait,
1: Fantastic Beast did pretty good this first weekend. It did.
0: It did. Um, So it did come in first. It made 75 million this weekend. Um, it's production budget was $180 million, and, of course, it's going to do really well over Thanksgiving um, with all the, the families getting together and, and probably going to see it over the holidays. But... Um, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I made this... Did you hear about this bad I made? No, Uh No,
2: re- quickly recap for... Uh,
0: I said um... that... This, this I'm, like, embarrassed to say it now. <laughs> I was like, it was going to be highly competitive with Star Wars and potentially do better than Star Wars. I don't know why wow. I made that. Yeah, I know.
2: Well, I mean, you know, it I had the pedigree to back it up. You know, yeah. you are betting on a strong horse. But that, that being said... Uh, I think it's 70 million opening, you know, decent opening weekend, but yeah. uh, I I think if you're you're if you're talking to the suits, they probably would have uh wanted 100 100 yeah. or over.
0: Yeah, it's um I I thought like with what we saw last year with Star Wars, you know, it had been a while since we'd had a Star Wars film and it was coming back and I think I had the same kind of mentality with Harry Potter, it's been a while since we've had a Harry Potter movie. It's going to do fantastic.
1: Well, but 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 again, the last Harry Potter movie was actually good, right? And then and then the the last Star Wars film was just like, oh god, what can we do to remove that from our palate?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I and you know what? I I like the movie, and of course we're gonna we're gonna do a quick review of that. Um, but it is it isn't as kid friendly as I thought it would be. And it's definitely geared more towards adults and, you know, people that saw it when they were younger and are now, you know, in their probably late twenties, early thirties. It's it's not something you probably want to take young kids to see. Um, not that there's anything really inappropriate oh, wow. in it, but it it does seem to have some adult themes to it that, you know, little kids might not be ready for. But um, uh. Yeah, so that that came in first, which of course pushed uh, Doctor Strange to second. It brought in seventeen million this weekend. Trolls down to third, also at seventeen million. Arrival down to fourth with eleven million. So still hanging in there for Arrival. Actually, Arrival added eighteen more theaters um, to it this uh, this week. Eighteen more theaters showing it than than previous weeks. Um, almost Christmas moved down to fifth. And that pushed Taxol Ridge into sixth. And just because I know you're following Boo, a Medea Halloween, so closely, still, it's in twelfth now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. Out of the top ten, I'm a little bit disappointed.
0: <laughs> I know. I just I felt like we had to recap
2: that. Uh, Jekai, do you get a cut Thank of this? You. The the, the Medea movies? Or is that, I, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out why you're why you're disappointed? We're just a fan.
1: No, I just. I just, I just love the fact that it, it beat that film beat Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise, oh, yeah, and right. I guarantee you, he's talking about suits. Yeah, <laughs> nobody would have ever signed that one up. So I just wanted it to just keep going. I wanted it to pull the Home Alone, you know, <laughs> oh, good point, have, like a Christmas themed ad for it. I just, I just wanted it to keep going. Good point. Just want to keep, want to keep it. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, it's to date, it's grossed seventy two million dollars, and the production budget was twenty million, and it's in its fifth week, so that's a huge success.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I would just love to. It's well, like ah, oh, Doctor Strange. It's weird. It just could not bump Medea. Yeah. Anyways, we can we can move on.
0: All right, moving if, on. If
2: only all movies could make four times their budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That would be awesome. Um, so it
1: basically means that oh, we're gonna have like a thousand more Medea movies, right? Yeah, like, they're not going they're anywhere. Gonna...
0: Tyler Perry. is yeah. <laughs> Tyler Perry's gonna make a lot more of these.
1: Yeah. Now, now every holiday has to be hit, so we have that to look forward to.
0: We do. Next year. Um. So let's talk Fantastic Beast.
1: Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. You want to run me through the review?
1: This is the official Atlas Review. Uh so Emma, uh from a uh from a boredom scale, five being really super bored, how bored were you watching Fantastic Beasts?
0: I wasn't bored at all, so I'm gonna say zero.
1: Oh, another zero. That's a that, you're you're a big giver of zeros.
0: I am. Um,
1: <laughs> from, an, from an eye-rolling perspective, were you ever rolling your eyes like ugh, that's so cheesy, or not?
0: I mean, there's a little bit of a cheese factor to it. Um so I'll say. I'll, I'll give it a one on the cheese factor.
1: <laughs> All right, so uh, what was the best performance in the film?
0: Um, I mean, Eddie Redmayne was amazing in it. He's amazing in everything he's in. So I think you obviously have to to give it to him. There were no bad performances in it. Um, it was as magical as you would want a Harry Potter movie to be. There were some, some subtle references to um Hogwarts and um you know little little easter eggs from previous Harry Potter movies kind of setting up that space and um it was, it was great. There was no there were no bad performances in it. Nothing that I would have changed. It was it was awesome.
1: I must say like for you, like you've given it a zero and a one so far and mm-hmm. you've said nothing but nice things, but your overall energy around the film <laughs> feels bah. Well, so it's, it's a
0: it's. I do yeah, what's, think So what's
1: the problem with it?
0: There was something more that I wanted with it, and I don't really know what that was. Um, I think that we only recently learned that there was going to be five installments of this film or of this story. And I think everyone was kind of coming into this, or at least I was, you know, a couple of months ago, thinking that this was going to be relatively self-contained. Um, so I think my long-term expectations of it were a little bit different. Um I don't know what I expected, but there was something missing. Um you know that being said, I I did really enjoy it and I love going back into that that world of Harry Potter even without, you know, those those characters that we love so much. Kind of getting to see this, you know, uh prequel story, you know, in the 1920s, 30s kind of vibe to it. It was it was super cool. Uh, just environment and all the costumes and the set decorations and all of the the magical beast, the Fantastic Beast. Um, all of it was great. There was just something missing, and I don't quite know what it was.
1: Do, do you think it was trying too hard to be just a tent pole for a franchise versus just trying to be a good movie?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't feel like that. I I feel like it stood on its own outside of the the Harry Potter verse, but. Again, it's, I can't put my finger on it. And I haven't really talked to a whole lot of other critics about it either. I don't know if maybe they can kind of um, put that into words better than I can. I definitely, hmm. I definitely enjoyed it. I don't want it to seem like I didn't enjoy it, but there was something off.
1: This is the most interesting Atlas review ever. <laughs> I, this is this is uh, you I don't wish, know where um, I'm
0: going to go with this.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. This is like I, we really actually need a drum roll or I don't know, a, a horn trumpet, something maybe different. But uh so what is the full Atlas review?
0: I'm going to give it. Oh, man. I'm going to give it a three point five out of five. See that's I mean
1: that's a pretty high score.
0: Yeah,
1: that's still a pretty. That's a, that's pretty that's high an Atla at ad, Atla, but it's a Atla. it's it Tim? Your your halves.
0: I know. But, I like uh, to make things complicated for you.
1: <laughs> but like, if you were if you were somebody that didn't know the English language, right, and you listened to your to your description of this film and the tones of your voice, this should this this movie did something offensive to you, <laughs> and it owes you an apology. Right, it's so funny. Your energy is just like I guess I'll give it a three. I don't want well, you to think I it's bad. Well, I am
0: also coming off of a, a, a that's convention, fair. and that's um, fair. We all stayed out pretty late, <laughs> so that's it's, fair. Uh, don't judge it completely yeah. on the energy level.
1: <laughs> okay, you know what? In my face, I deserved it. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but yeah, you know, it's like, what I like to do is I like to take a really long road trip, get off and record, a, record a, a podcast.
0: Heck yeah. Um, consistency. We so were talking about that this weekend, how important consistency is. Right,
2: exactly. Yes. And is, is this yeah. maybe a little case of uh, you want it to be great and maybe it didn't hit the, yeah. the benchmark that you had for it? Exactly. Okay.
0: Exactly. I don't know. The trailer was just so awesome and that, you know, kind of Harry Potter music that you you love so much and you hear it and you're just instantly back at Hogwarts and and maybe it's because, you know, this doesn't take place at Hogwarts and this takes place in New York and you're not in, you know, um, the same environments that you were in in the Harry Potter films. Maybe it was just me hoping to go back more to Harry Potter and it not being that. I don't know.
1: Right. No, it's uh, it's because uh, well, I remember the other movie you had super high hopes for was Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, uh, and to be f- and to be fair, you didn't just get through with a uh, uh, a long weekend and everything before you reviewed that, but yeah, I feel like when you do talk to other critics about this film, I, I want you to hug it out. I want you to <laughs> really embrace with friends and and get through this. All right, but three point five is still a pretty it's good still score. Pretty good. So it's worth seeing.
0: I mean, I think what's also hard is um, last Monday night I saw uh, La La Land, which. I briefly referenced last week being like the greatest movie I've seen this year so far. I loved it. Right. Um, and then going into another movie that I have really high expectations for. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but. This is this
0: um, gotten
1: really serious. This yeah. is really serious. We
0: have a Lala Land review coming the week of December 9th. So, I mean, not like everyone doesn't know that I love it already, even though I'm not supposed <laughs> to talk about it at all. <laughs> until embargo has been lifted, but so it goes.
1: So, for those of you like who like a happy Emma, come back on the night, and she'll be there <laughs> for you. I'm
0: happy.
1: I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I just like to play it up. Could it seem so somber. All right. So uh, that's all right. Well, three point five. Fantastic beasts, and also your official resignation from our bet. I feel like also yeah. happened.
0: Yep, that ah, also happened. Such
1: a such a sad ending to what was going to be my biggest victory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you should have. You should have made that bet when I was like still feeling it. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know why I even thought that. Like Star Wars is obviously.
2: <laughs> it, it was a bold move. Were there were there stakes, or it was just it was just it was just pride on the line.
0: We've we we been, were
1: going to figure out stakes. Yeah. That, that was what we were going to do. Because I was at first, I'm like, there's no chance. But Emma, the way she kind of talked up the history of everything, I'm like, ah, you know, she has me thinking that maybe this actually could happen.
0: But, yeah. yeah I don't know what not. I was thinking. Yeah. I still think it could have happened. Maybe. <laughs> no. It's not over. Yeah. Yeah. It's not over. Not but, over yeah. I mean, Rogue but... One is going to be amazing.
2: Yeah. Right. I don't so... see a Titanic-like run
0: now. Fantastic, <laughs> Fantastic piece. piece. No. Well, it's, it's
1: it's no Medea Halloween. That's for <laughs>
0: exactly. sure. Okay, I'm
1: going to let go. I mean, that's that's my last reference of that film, I promise.
0: <laughs> for this this show.
1: <laughs> for this episode. Next
0: week it's a whole new ball game.
1: I know I cannot wait to see how it's doing next month or next year or even next decade.
0: Exactly. Let's keep following it? Yeah. Um, well, we do have an interview um, from Rules Don't Apply. We had a press junket in Atlanta um, with Lily Collins and Alden Ehrenreich, and uh, let's uh, let's play that interview now. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Have you guys been to Atlanta before?
4: Yeah, we both have.
3: I shot um, my first film here. So oh, it's Hold like on. coming back after seven years, it's, kind of, it's really nice. I recognize everything and I was taking everybody on like a little tour in the car, <laughs> pointing <laughs> out all my old like hot spots that I used to go.
0: That's awesome. I have to ask any favorite restaurants or, oh my gosh.
4: I was here and I was in a hotel the whole time. I know. I was doing a movie <laughs> and I didn't have time to I know, really I hate do that. anything. Yeah. I went to Five Points, which was pretty cool. It's a good neighborhood. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, well, I saw the film last night. I loved it. You guys did an amazing job. Thank you. Um, you guys have such great chemistry on screen. I'm kind of curious how you guys built that. Kind of before you started filming, do you hang out, grab dinner? Every you
4: hate someone as much as we do, it's, it's it just, yeah. it, but then you say nice stuff, it leads as passion. Yeah, it's yeah. Pa- passion's
3: a universal language. It doesn't matter if it's like negative or right. positive, but just kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Warren, Warren had us hang out a lot um, at his house during rehearsal periods. So sometimes we were left to our own devices, not really knowing why we were there. We weren't really having any meetings with the other departments. And so we would hang out, play board games, go over the script... We also grew up both in the same city, but didn't know right. each other. We had mutual friends in high school. Our moms knew each other. We just never met. So it was kind of like meeting, like, the storm was brewing, and then finally we had like a reason to meet. So we kind of already had like a little bit of a history, I guess. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: What was the most surprising thing you guys learned about
4: each other?
3: Mm. He's a really good artist. Oh, he sketched a lot on set. I just remember that. Yeah, you, you Lily know. was
4: a journalist as a teenager uh, a journalist. for Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Was a Nickelodeon journalist. Did you get slime?
3: I got to sit in slime, but I was never slimed.
4: do you sat in like slime. Like I sat
3: in like a trough of slime. It dunked me in slime.
4: Why didn't they do it? I don't know.
3: <laughs>
0: no, I know. Right. Yeah.
3: Anyway, so she was a journalist,
4: which was interesting. And, cool. Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Um, I have to ask, you guys had such an amazing cast. Was there anyone that you guys were kind of starstruck to meet or any kind of fun stories or, or things that you learned from them?
4: I remember Ed Harris showed up. He only shot a day on the film, but he showed up with a, a baseball mitt, two baseball mitts and a, and a baseball. And I'd been showing up to set with a baseball mitt mm. and uh, was trying to play catch with people. And that was like, <laughs> no, play catch with me. <laughs> Um, no, no but why. then me and Ed Harris got to play catch. We played catch in the middle of the street and, uh, and, uh, and we were on this like 1950 street We're both in our costume it felt like a real old fashioned kind of moment. Um,
3: yeah. There's a scene when I'm, um, pulling up with Haley Bennett in the car, um, and find out that Howard Hughes is, ma- is married and the newscaster, there was like a segment where a newscaster was speaking and I heard someone take over the voice and we... Yelled cut and went. And I went back to watch the scene again. And Kevin Spacey was sitting there and had just read the lines for us because he just was visiting Warren. And it was just like there were constant visitors on set that, um, that Warren would not tell us would be there and then they'd just show up. That's awesome.
0: Um, what did you guys learn from him? Because he's got such an extensive history, obviously, and I feel like, obviously, stories got so many amazing stories. Yeah. What do you feel like you guys took away from working
2: with him on this project?
4: It's hard for me to um, put it into one thing because I spent so many I spent many years with him before we actually started uh, filming, just going to his house, and having dinner, lunch, and asking questions. So I learned so much. Um, I think that Warren's meticulousness and attention to detail is probably something I haven't seen. With anybody else like he will make sure that every single aspect of the film is exactly what he wants it to be um, and um,
3: yeah. I think he really helped me break down a script and a scene and a movie in terms of intention not emotion and so when I'm going through scenes now it's it's all about actions and whatever emotion comes from that action comes but you can't dictate how you're going to perform based on emotion um, and it just helps you whittle down the point of the scene in a scene in and a story and and the morals of a character is so much better when you're doing it that way. And that kind of was so simple but it blew my mind. And <laughs> he uh he helped me from then on kind of it dictates now how I how I view film and how I view reading scripts. Before.
0: What was the most uh relatable factor that you guys found in your your personality trait that you found in your character?
3: Strong willed and determined. <laughs>
4: Probably something like that. I also just felt that the similarity to, because we all ended up spending so much time together, and I think Warren kind of designed a situation where we were all actually having somewhat dynamics that were parallel to what was actually happening in the film. So I felt like when we showed up to set, the way we all related to each other was very, um, was very natural. Right.
0: And with the song, how? Where did the song come in production? Was the song there before the title of the movie, or was it based off of the title of the movie, or how did that come to be?
3: Warren had the song written ages ago, mm-hmm. um, Lorraine Heather's written ages ago, and he mentioned it to me in the pre-production stages. That like, do you sing? Do you like to sing? Um, and he mentioned it to me, and then we shot the movie, and it was always an untitled movie. Um, until I think a couple months ago and he had been toying around with different ideas and then the title of the movie came from the song. Cool,
0: cool. Um, why do you guys feel that people should see this movie and what do you think the, the main message is behind it?
4: I think it's a movie that's <clears throat> that's so much fun. I think all of us were almost surprised by how comedic it ended up being and I think it's a really funny movie. I think it's a movie a lot of really good performances and I think it's a movie that is emotional and romantic and um, and intelligent and really smart and I think that's, that's who Warren is and I think that's the feeling that he created for the film.
3: And I think anyone who's intrigued by the mystery and the, the sexiness of the 1950s of Hollywood and it's beautiful to look at the hair, makeup, wardrobe, sets, um, it takes you out of today's reality and it's such an amazing cast of these incredible older actors who you never get to see all together. And also, it's like, you know, it's Warren Beatty's first project in a long time and he gets to play Howard Hughes. So I think it's, all in all, there's a lot of um, special little things here and there that, that don't come along very often.
0: I have to ask about your book. Uh, uh-huh. What can you tease for people about it and what can they look forward to? Because I know it's a really personal thing for Yeah, you know. it's
3: a very personal book. Um, It basically just, it talks about all those things that young girls don't really want to talk about, but the second that you bring them up, you can relate to them on, on so many different levels. Um, And there are a lot of embarrassing things in there about myself that I'm not afraid to put out there if it's able to open up conversations with other young girls, because we all go through the same thing. So I'm excited to share it. Nervous, but like really excited. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: And quickly, I have to ask, because my readers and my listeners would tell me if I didn't, can you say anything about Star Wars or your preparation or your excitement?
4: I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do it. Uh, very excited to do it. And uh, got to go on the Millennium Falcon when we were doing the screen test, oh, wow. which was pretty awesome. And read with Chewbacca. <laughs> and um, yeah, just looking forward to it a lot. That's awesome. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank
0: so Rules Don't Apply is a film that comes out on November 23rd, so if you're listening to this on the day it's released, it is now officially out, and it's from Warren Beatty, and it's a old-school kind of Hollywood film, um, has a, a love story at the the heart of it, which is, of course, uh, the characters Lily and, and Alden play um, kind of... Fall in love, and then a lot of other things happen, and it's a good movie. It's a good movie. We've talked about it a little bit before. That's um, right, yeah. When I did this, I remember Warren Beatty's a talker. Yeah, Warren Beatty is a talker. Um, he has so many amazing stories though. He talks about going to like Hollywood parties, like way back in the day and like how he met all of these Hollywood greats. And, um, one story leads to another story and ultimately it's, um, nothing answering the question that he was asked, but you don't even care because it's like story time with Warren Beatty. Um, and it's, it's just amazing to, to listen to him kind of, uh, uh, go through his stories and the experiences that he's had in Hollywood. It's, Quite incredible. But um that that interview with um Alden and Lily I did at SCAD show in Atlanta, and I thought it was going to be just an audio interview, and I walked in and it was set up full junket style. Like they filmed me interviewing them and then filmed them being interviewed by me. I have three separate compact flashcards. Uh, videos that I'm going to splice together that are going to be up on the site this week um, with the audio you just heard. So if you want visuals to go with that audio, it will be up on Fanbolt very shortly.
1: Very cool stuff.
0: Yeah. And notice how the very last question I asked Alden about um, playing Han Solo. I was like, so let's talk about Han Solo. Um, And of course he couldn't really say anything, but his face lit up. And you could tell he was just so excited about it.
2: Oh, he's itching to talk about it too, and he and he can't. It's it's. <laughs> you know he's itching.
0: He is. He is. He. There's something about him that reminds me of Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you get that vibe at all?
2: A little bit. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, definitely.
0: There's. Um. I can see that. Yeah, it's something I noticed in uh, Rules Don't Apply. It. There's there's some sort of I don't know if it's like mannerisms or if it's similar facial expressions or what it is, but there's definitely a Leo vibe there. But uh, he's a good looking, charming dude.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say it might have something to do with the fact that he's really, really ugly. Maybe that <laughs> is is part of the
0: part of the not challenge. a problem he has. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, that movie comes out again November 23rd and it's a great movie. Um, definitely an old school Hollywood vibe. So if you're looking for something a little bit more old school, check that one out.
1: My goodness, I love low energy Emma. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like slow motion. really sound low
0: energy?
2: Yeah. Aww.
1: No, you're, you're very, uh, you're, it's like a, you're going at a cadence. You're saying everything perfectly fine and amazing, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a slightly slower
2: rate than, uh,
1: but it's, it's good. You're doing, you're doing a great job. Would you, uh, please tell her she's doing a great job.
2: You're doing a great job. You're doing an amazing, great job.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted from the convention. I think the last time we, uh. Recorded after walker stalker we waited until tuesday to record because i was like still in bed asleep by the time we were supposed to record on on that monday so i think i texted you and i was just like i'm not getting out of bed like it's just not happening (laughs) so but it's holiday week and consistency is important and we had an opportunity to have ming on which is freaking awesome
1: which is very exciting. I feel like this is a, this is our first true play of credibility. Well, no. It's our second true <laughs> We're play We're credible now. We have
0: Ming here. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: if, if, if that, if that helps you out, I'm, I'm willing to come back anytime you want <laughs> that give, and you know, exploit it to the best of yes. your abilities. Um, but I, I just love talking about the same things that you guys love. I, lo- I love pop culture. I love uh, I love all the same geek stuff that we all love. We
0: can all nice. learn it out together. We should do, um, for Rogue One, we should uh, all reconnect and... Chat
2: about it. I would love that. Um, uh, you know, Skype is fun. I should just fly down, though. We should. We you can, should uh,
0: or move to Atlanta. Or, yeah, or move. Same. <laughs> just move
2: yeah, down maybe, here.
1: Maybe you should just See move, move all of your stuff and your family down for the podcast. You know, try yeah. it on, and if it doesn't work, just 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 move, just move back.
2: Yeah, there's, no there's, harm, a, word no for, there's a word for that. It's called commitment, <laughs> integrity, and uh, <laughs> you know, an, an initiative.
0: It is. <laughs> yes,
2: it's the Atlanta way. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: that's. All of those things, absolutely known for here <laughs> in Atlanta.
0: Well, that is all I have for this week. I don't know if you have you have anything else.
1: Uh, I have a very 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 important question. Shoot. For Ming. Oh way. Uh, have you have you seen a film called Angus? Oh God.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Angus, is this the, the Mike Myers movie, or am I thinking of something else?
1: No, it's it's a movie. Uh Emma's a big uh James Vanderbeek fan and Oh, he okay, was... no,
2: I have not seen Angus. Um should I move that to the top of whatever queue? Uh, uh, no, no,
1: I just eventually eventually I just want to, you know, you talk about uh, pop culture. Angus has absolutely nothing to do with that, but it's an old favorite of mine and uh, I just like to bring it up <laughs> here and uh, there and Every just, week, you know, He's like watched
0: watched Angus?" <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you haven't no. so
2: maybe we set up a screening then. <laughs> yes. Um you know, we'll find it somewhere. And uh, yeah, so finally you can answer the question. Yes, I have seen it. I've not seen it as well, so uh, it'll be okay. it'll be a surprise for both of us.
0: <laughs> it will be. It's, it's a, been like literally great... thirty-four episodes of Jakai asking me. Okay, about...
2: yeah, we we need to break the streak or we keep it going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. It's yeah.
2: Exactly. It's a we're at,
1: we're at a huge fork in the road of 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 where we go from here. Yeah, <laughs> huge. Huge fan. Okay, anyways, I'm just curious. Sorry to, start to throw things.
2: No, nope, not at all. No, I've not seen it, but now I'm intrigued. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, you, you can't let me see it before you, so we have to watch enough. it together.
0: We're gonna make it happen, and then we'll do a podcast on it.
1: I think it was actually jo- uh, what of George C. Scott's very last films? Oh, really? Yeah, you know, he's a he's a big deal. He is a big deal. I mean, he's no James Vanderbeek, but. Uh, <laughs> Alright, but well, this, is, this is the longest ending of a podcast ever, and it's all because of Angus. Sorry about that,
0: you guys. I love talking about Angus and how I haven't seen it. <laughs> 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 Alright, well, um, let's, uh, let's wrap this up Um uh, tell people where they should find you and follow you and watch you and all of that fun stuff
2: uh, if you think I was funny and I was somewhat entertaining uh, you can watch me every Sunday night on AMC after The Walking Dead uh, I also have a couple of my own podcasts you can listen to I Sell Comics on Kevin Smith's Modcast Network uh, comic book uh, review podcast I do with Mike Zapsik you can also listen to the uh, the Ming and Mike show where uh, that is the show where I do do my free therapy <laughs> and I vent about uh, things <laughs> that I would normally vent to a therapist and have everybody else give me advice. And um, and uh, yeah, that, and thank you for having me on a really, really huge honor. Uh, I am. Yeah, a, I'm a huge fan of Atlas. Are ours. I listen to it. I take a lot of road trips. And when I travel, Atlas is on my cue, my podcast oh. queue. Thank
3: you.
1: That's super awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for being here. Eventually, I'd love to have you back and actually talk uh, talk more about your world and yeah. uh, you know the the adventures and such that you've had. So t- today, I feel like you were kind of like a like a like a colleague, but one day you should be like you know on the on the on the guest seat with the with the spotlight. And-
2: that would be amazing. Just say the word, um, you know, buy me some breakfast from homegrown, and uh, and I'm and I'm done. <laughs> <Nice. laughs>
1: we accept those terms.
0: <laughs> That's doable. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening this week. Again, my name is Emma Loggins, editor-in-chief at samble
1: My name is Kyle Mickelson, designer, independent filmmaker.
0: And we will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful and happy
1: Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.